Hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Kat Burdett, well-being coach, eternal nomad, and self-love enthusiast. Come join me on a journey as I deep dive into what it really takes to achieve that happy, content state of being. The goal of this show is to bring you those feel-good vibes, expand your learning, and encourage your own personal growth so that you can discover what well-being means for you. I'll be exploring every and any genre, including health, mindset, spirituality, and much more. So get ready for a juicy, mind-opening, raw, and real experience when no topic is off limits. I hope this helps you to feel good. Hello, hello, gorgeous ones. Welcome back to the Wellbeing Wanderer podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. I hope you had an amazing lovely relaxing Christmas or holiday if you don't celebrate Christmas with your friends and family and you got some downtime very very important I know that I certainly did and it actually sparked a a topic of conversation that I wanted to bring up today and that is this idea that when you have a lot of downtime and space to yourself we tend to get bored. We tend to feel like we want to be back at work or we want to do something again. And we begin to feel extremely unfulfilled. We seem to always want to be working towards something or doing something. The idea of doing nothing and having all this space feels extremely uncomfortable and really boring. And this comes back to the way that our brains are programmed because our brains are always looking for a problem to solve all the time. And so when you're actually faced with no problem to solve and there's just all this empty space, your brain feels bored, you're unstimulated. And this can also happen when you live a very basic life. So for example, for the last, I think it's nearly nine months now, my God, I can't believe it's been that long. I've been living in a little village in the middle of nowhere with my mother, Joy. (laughs) And I've been working very hard on my business, but I haven't really done anything else outside of that. And so that's really been my only focus. And because I've not been stimulated in other ways, I've started to feel quite bored. It's not enough for me. And so the next thing that happened was because I was working so hard, I decided to give myself a break. And because of the emotional upset I have with the the breakup recently, I just felt exhausted. Like my mental capacity, I, I just needed to have a rest from it all. So despite feeling like there wasn't a lot going on, I needed to give my brain a break, basically. So I had a little time off uh, from working on my business, from working on the course that I'm creating. And I just took a breather. And it's been really interesting what's happened as a result of that, because I've had all all this space. I've had all this time. And I realized that 
actually, that was the only thing that I had right now because I I don't have any friends around me. I don't have uh, any social engagements and I'm an extrovert and I I thrive off other people. I really enjoy company. You know, yes, I've got my mum, but it's not the same, is it? <laughs> um, and I've been obviously pulled out of my Nosara world where there was just people everywhere and constant parties and communication and beautiful, deep conversation to this little world of isolation, which I did speak about a few weeks back. And so when I took my business off the table, I realized that I was actually quite bored. I was actually quite unfulfilled. I was unstimulated. And and so this concept of, of just existing and being alive and surviving isn't enough for me. And I don't think it's enough for most people these days. I heard a podcast very recently talking about this need to thrive, not just survive. And that really resonated with me because I'm like, that is so true. It's not enough for us to just exist anymore. It's not enough for us to just to be because we we don't. Well, a lot of us don't need to survive you know it was just about survival back in the day it was about yes i've made it another year alive i've fought off that bear and i've you know i've i've survived great woohoo <laughs> and now it's like well survival's easy there's the supermarket we can go to get food we go to our jobs we get paid we make money we feed ourselves, we feed our family, we take the occasional holiday, yada, yada, yada. That's survival now. That's it. And a lot of, for a lot of us, that's not enough. We want more out of life. And our modern world has completely changed. And this is something that's been coming up for me a lot lately. So I'm like, Yes, I'm happy and grateful for my health and I practice daily gratitude, as you know, and I really encourage everyone out there listening to do the same because it's great positive reinforcement. And it's not that I'm ungrateful, but I have this innate desire and need inside of me to, to actually do something more with my life. And I think to myself, how would this look differently if I was married and I had a kid? Or if I had somebody else in my life that was maybe depending on me or that I cared for, I was in an intimate romantic relationship with, and especially if I had a child? Well, that would be a job right there. You know, I'd have this job as a mother, as a wife. But when you're on your own, what do you do? What do you do with all that spare time? What do you do to actually feel fulfilled? And so what I've realized is that for me, I'm focusing it on my purpose, on my mission in life to make the world a better place, to heal people and help them feel happy within themselves. And I've poured all my energy and all my efforts into that. 
because I haven't procreated. I haven't fulfilled my job, my stereotypical job as a human on this earth. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, because this brings me to my other point about the fact that we all have different roles to play. And not all of us are here to just make babies and procreate. Some of us have other jobs to do. Some of us are here to, to help, to support, to nurture other people, to make the world a better place. And it's okay that we don't have children. And if you're a woman listening to this and you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or even older, it's okay if you've not had children. There's nothing, there's no, no law or, or signature you need to sign on any document that says, you must have a child. Like, it's okay if you don't. Because maybe your mission, your role on earth, whatever you've come here to learn, maybe it's not about you procreating. And so I've made peace with that now, knowing that it's okay, like, that I'm not doing that. What really feeds my soul is my mission. And this overwhelming feeling that I'm here for the very specific reason to, to help people feel more love, to help people feel more love for themselves, for others, for the world, to change their internal state of being to a happier state to one where they feel peaceful and joyful. That is what makes me feel deeply fulfilled. So going back to what I was saying earlier about doing nothing, yes, I agree that it leaves us with this sense of, I need to be doing something, this sense of agitation, like, Oh, I need to not just survive, I need to thrive, I need to find something that's purposeful. And while that's true, there is actually also something really positive that comes out of having a lot of time alone with yourself. So what happens when you shut out the world around you a little bit, when you go quiet, when you have that space and that downtime? what happens? Well, for one thing, we may decide to look at our thoughts. When you get that quiet and you sit that still with yourself, then naturally all your thoughts are going to bubble to the surface and you're going to work your way through them. What happens after that? What happens after you've gained awareness of your thoughts? Well, afterwards, it leaves you with a lot of space. You've created a lot of room inside of yourself. And what I'm talking about here is exactly what happened to me over COVID. And when you have that room and that space internally, it opens you up to creativity. You get inspiration, you get ideas, and you don't know where they come from. And I do believe, personally, if you've ever read Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, she talks about how creativity and inspiration and ideas 
all come from the divine, basically. She believes it's outside of ourself because how do we how do we get these ideas? And so this is what happens. So it's actually a really fantastic time when you have all this time alone. If you don't distract yourself with Netflix and constant podcasts and reading, although that can be helpful for creativity too. But if you if you actually get very quiet with yourself, that's when you have creative genius ideas come in. And it also helps you to clarify your mission, your purpose, what you're doing here. So there's a lot of beauty and a lot of knowledge and inspiration that can be gained from nothingness, from stillness. And when we contract into that nothingness, when we allow ourselves that space, that's when we can expand and really embody our greatest potential. So this time that I've had doing nothing has allowed me to finally let go of the pain, the resentment, any last bits of anger that I was feeling towards the experience of heartbreak that I had earlier this year. It's given me the space for those thoughts and feelings and emotions to become present in my mind so that I'm aware of them, I've acknowledged them, expressed them, and I've let them go. That's then created a lot of space for me to then breathe, to just be. And for these creative ideas to come through, it's helped me to redefine and clarify my true purpose to really understand what my mission is here. And just to be really transparent with you, I've had to really fight myself on this because my natural urges are, okay, right, we got to keep going. We got to keep grinding. We got to keep going. We got to keep posting. We got to keep putting out uh, podcast episodes. We got to go, go, go. And it's this masculine hustle mentality of just always, always going not the feminine, let's slow down, let's really feel, let's really be with ourselves here. And my intuition was telling me, Kat, you just got to stop, stop this. And even though logically I was like, oh, but if I don't do this, then, you know, I'm not going to attract clients into my course. And then I'm going to be in this stuck phase and then I'm not going to be making any money and blah 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 and it all comes back down to survival and money but my intuition was like no girl you need to stop just put the pen down (laughs) and so I I thought okay okay I'm gonna lean into that and what's interesting that happened is I got to a place where I was just so Uh, mentally and and emotionally burnt out that I literally had to. I had to stop. So I wasn't really given a choice. But even though I could feel that, I was resisting it. And so the moment that I went, okay, you win, I'm going with the flow. And I chose to surrender and trust that this was happening for a reason. Well, that's when I felt a great deal of peace, calmness, spaciousness, 
And then I was able to get all these valuable insights and get crystal clear on where I'm at, where I'm going, and what my mission is. So there's a lot to be said about taking that time for yourself, having that space, that quietness, shutting off your mobile phone, not watching Netflix all the time, and having a break from work. You know, if you're working in a full-time job and you're doing, doing, doing all the time and you feel like you've got no space for yourself, if you can, take a holiday, take a couple of weeks off. Don't plan on doing anything. Just take some time for yourself. I mean, God, at the moment, what I would love to do is go to a little log cabin in the middle of, I don't know, the Trussocks or somewhere in Scotland and just have all this time and space on my own to think. You know, if you can do something like that to really unplug yourself from the digital world, that's going to really, really serve you. You know, I think sometimes, how, you know, well, God, what was life like before mobile phones? And I'm, I'm, I feel really lucky because I grew up in the generation where, as a kid, mobile phones didn't exist until I got into, I think it was the end of primary school. And that's when they started to come in. So I would have been around the age of like, uh, when was it, like 11, I think 11 years old. And I'm so grateful for that because, God, being a kid now and just having this constant overstimulation and connection to everything, it's no wonder people end up with anxiety and stress. It makes so much sense to me because your brain is constantly bombarded all the time with all this overstimulation. So I now sometimes like to think about what was life like before the mobile phones? Before we had all that instant connection and access to everything. And one of the best things that I've done for myself recently is I've been putting my mobile phone into flight mode. So I've been stopping all outside calls coming in. I've been turning off my Wi-Fi, everything. Um, because I still have this, I will admit, this attachment to my phone and I still like to have it near me because it's like it, it's just what I'm used to now. It's become a habit. So now I just put it into flight mode and then I will only put it on when I'm actually using my phone to maybe message a friend or to do some work for my business or to post something on Instagram. And so I'm trying to be very selective and very intentional about when I use it because I realize how addicted I am to it. I'll hold my hands up. I am totally addicted to my phone. And I think most of us are. My mum is going to kill me for saying this. My mum is 70. Sorry, mum. She's 76. <laughs> and she spends most of the day on her mobile phone. And I'm just like, what is going on? And she just scrolls. She scrolls on Facebook. She looks at reels. She talks to her friends, which is good, and her, her boyfriend, fair enough. But she's just on it all the time. In fact, I never see her away from it. And it really worries me. It's like, if, if a lady of 76 has been affected that badly, what is that doing to the younger generation? 
Oh. So I really want to invite you to cultivate that time alone, to cultivate that space with yourself. Because if you're looking for answers, we're all seeking answers, we're all seeking purpose, and we are seeking this idea of being able to thrive in life and not just survive, then this is how you get clarity. You cut out all the surrounding noise and you get really still and really quiet. And I'm afraid part of this process of finding this clarity comes from doing your inner work, from facing all those thoughts, all those emotions, all those feelings that are coming up inside of you and presenting themselves to you. It's about acknowledging them, not pushing them away, because that's just stored energy inside of you. And it will keep, it will keep persisting and it will keep coming up until you actually acknowledge it. But it's nothing to be afraid of. It's just a thought. It's just an emotion. And once you feel it and you express it and you acknowledge it, then it goes. It leaves you. It's not meant to be there forever. But this is how we find answers. And, you know, I'm guilty of this too sometimes. I don't want to sit there and I don't want to do this work. But I'm telling you that without it, you are not going to get the true aligned clarity that you are looking for, that's specific to you, that is going to help you feel your best and put you on purpose. I also feel universally that I was trying to work out, you know, why have I ended up in this position? Why have I ended up back at my mother's in a village, cut off from all my friends, not thriving? Like, what is going on here? And I realise now Captain hindsight is a wonderful thing, <laughs> that it was because I wasn't really listening to myself. I wasn't able to cut to the truth of what's right for me and to really connect to my purpose because I was so hyper-focused on building my business and doing this one thing and all the the beautiful external stimulation around me, like the jungle parties in Nosara, my friends out there, and these constant distractions. And I really, I really needed that time of stillness. I needed that time of nothingness. And I had to burn myself out before I was able to switch myself off. This is an extremely common universal lesson. Things have to get really, really bad for us or get really, really loud for us to pay attention and for us to want to, to switch off or change our behavior. And perhaps now, if you really think back to a situation that's just happened, or you're going through it right now and it's getting really, really bad, were there signs along the way? Were you getting clues that this wasn't right? Because this is what happens. The universe will give you a little, a little tap, a little nudge, a little poke. Then it will start giving you a slap around the face. Then it's going to punch you hard. And then you're going to basically fall to the floor in a heap. It's going to get really bad if you're not listening. 
And so sometimes we think, oh my God, these dreadful things are happening to me. Why is this happening? I don't understand, but it's probably because you're not paying attention. So ask yourself, what am I denying right now? What am I not listening to? What am I not paying attention to? Is there a repeating pattern here? And then hopefully you can nip it in the bud before it gets to that stage. But sometimes, like me, if you're not really listening and you're not really getting the message, you have to get to a place where it gets so bad that you have to break and that things have to fall apart and burn away. And this is so you can gain the clarity that you need to move you forwards towards a life that is better aligned to you. If you are someone who is struggling to get clear on your purpose or to find that stillness or perhaps your thoughts are overwhelming you, then it's probably because you have a lot of energy going on inside of you, whether that's past uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions, trauma. If it feels overwhelming to look at that, then that tells you that there's even more of a need for you to do this work. And if you're listening to this and you think, actually, yeah, I can see where I might be blocked and I can see why I feel so unclear about my future and my purpose and where I'm going, well, this is what I can help you with because I understand what that's like. I've been through the process myself and this is part of the work I do to help free you from all the inner obstacles that are blocking you in life, blocking your happiness. And it's just a, a question of making the choice to, to face them and having the courage to face them. And I promise you, it feels like the scariest thing in the world, but doing this work liberates you. It's, it brings you so much freedom. And I would not be here today without doing this work and continually doing this work. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And just having that little bit of self-awareness can sometimes be enough to free you. So you don't have to go deep with it. But I also feel like the deeper that you go with this, the greater sense of freedom, the more clarity you have, and the more you can really connect to your soul's truth and why you're here. I've made a decision this year to only work with really soul aligned clients, to only work with those people that I really, I really feel connected to. And so if you are interested in working with me or this calls to you, then feel free to, to get in touch and to find out more information. You can get on a call with me if that if that feels good to you. But just to say, I'm very, very selective about who I take on because I don't just work with anyone. It has to feel truly aligned to me. That's very important in the work I do. You can reach me on Instagram, via my website, or you can send me an email. So finally, I'd just like to thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me today on the show. I love having you here. And here's a little message for you to send you on your merry way. Be alone. 
Eat alone, take yourself on dates, sleep alone. In the midst of this, you will learn about yourself. You will grow. You will figure out what inspires you. You will curate your own dreams, your own beliefs, your own stunning clarity. And when you do meet the person who makes your cells dance, you will be sure of it because you are sure of yourself. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week.